Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. That's a D. You are tuned into Real Talk with the Six Man, and man, I'm I'm in Mexico. <laughs> I'm in Mexico, man. It's about it's about six forty-five in the morning, and I'm um I'm drinking the Dos Equis. <laughs> That's what Jay-Z said he was drinking, Dos Equis. And um it's been it's been it's been a good trip so far. It's been a good trip. Um It's been a real good trip actually. Last night, um I got a chance to watch Mexican people do their thing. They had a festival on the beach and they had the whole layout, food the 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 clothes um i mean it was just it was just it was crazy last night the little kids was out there on the beach the babies the parents was out there i was like man spanish and mexican people are so much like black people it's just we speak a different language that's it we all do the same shit same like Everybody had their drinks, had their kids. They was talking shit, getting drinks at the bar, and just enjoying themselves, having a good time. That's all they was doing. And that's all we do most of the time. <clears throat> and we on the beach, we watching the um, the Triple G and Canelo fight on the beach. Um, and I thought it was authentic because I'm in Mexico, and how good is it that I'm in Mexico watching that fight and I'm around all these Mexican people, and Canelo won. <laughs> so you can already hear it in my voice. It was a celebration after he won. It was damn sure a celebration after he won. But I um I haven't really been looking at too many um <clears throat> I haven't really been looking at too many current events because of course I'm up here and I'm just chilling. Um I I check my feed maybe maybe two or three times, so I don't really have a um, a hot topic to talk about since I'm not at home, and I haven't really been checking the feed, but it was something that came across my mind since I've been here, and it actually woke me up out of my sleep, so I was like, let me, let me, let me get it off my, let me get it off my chest, <clears throat> let me get it off my chest, and um, it just seems like, as a black person, when I travel, I connect with so many different people, which if you travel a lot, you, you'll understand what I, what I mean when I say that. And majority of the times, it's not black people that I'm connecting with. Like, I'm going to try to see if I can name all the places that I met people from since I've been here. Um, Israel, I met a, a couple from Israel. I met some folks crazy. <laughs> I met some crazy ass white women from Utah. Crazy as shit, off the chain. I love them though. I love their energy. They were talking shit like me. I loved it. Um, they from Utah. Um, I met another couple. They were black. They were from South Carolina. 
Um, I met another couple. They were from Denver. Um, I met another couple. They were white females, lesbians. They were from Atlanta. Um, I met another... I can't think of... I met another family. I think he told me they were from... I think he told me they were from Tennessee, I think. But you could just tell... Oh, and then we met another... Um, fam, uh, well, not family, but another couple. Um, they were from Texas, uh, San Antonio. So just with that being said, you know, um, the only couple or the only group of people that I met here since I've been here that were black were the one couple from... Um, South Carolina, and we met them on an excursion. Like, like they were on an excursion with us or whatever. So we kind of had all these jeeps driving all around. We did snorkeling. We did a whole nine. We did a whole rack of shit. I did a whole rack of driving in Mexico. So I, I was tired of shit. But they were the only black people that we met. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that, you know, off the brick that they felt a certain type of way, you know, to see you know, to see other black people in Mexico. But it took them a minute to, like, get comfortable to want to talk. And not saying that it bothered me because I don't give a shit, but it just made me think about, you know, black people in general. And it just and it just seemed like we 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 tend to attack other races so quick you know, talking about what other races don't do for us and this, that, and the third, and, you know, just so much negative shit about other races. And it's just like sometimes it don't have shit to do with other races. That negative energy we bring on ourselves, and we do it to ourselves. Because, like I say, I met a mixed group of people since I've been here. And, I mean, even when, even when I was in Jamaica back in April, I met, we met a, we met a, um, a couple, they were from, um, I can't remember where he told me they were from now. But anyway, I can't remember where the, where, where the couple were from, but it was an interesting place where they were from. But they was like, you know, they liked the, they liked the Caribbean. They liked to come to the Caribbean islands and, you know, places near the Caribbean to eat, to relax and chill. And this was a white couple. And I mean, they were giving us, you know, uh, a heads up, you know, with stuff to do, and they was giving us, you know, all of this, you know, places to go, things to eat and things of that nature. And, I mean, I was just saying that to say that, you know, it, it tends to be like the people that I see I tend to get most most love and most connection with when I'm, a, you know, when I'm out of town is people from other races, not necessarily black people. I mean, we it was a whole group of black people in the pool and they looked us all. They looked me all the whole time. Ain't say shit to me. But the but the white people, you know, at the bar we drinking. And I mean, mind you, it's a whole area where the pool is. Swim up bar, all that. And first thing is, oh, hey, how y'all guys doing? What's going on? You know, I'm such and such and I'm such and such and, you know, whatever, whatever. And it just went from there. Just regular conversation. So it just seemed like this this whole attitude that 
you know, I'm going to say some black people carry. I don't think it has anything to do with other races. I think it all stems with the amount of anger and the amount of um, shit that we've gone through that some black people hold on to too much. They hold on to the shit too much. I mean, because I feel like even when I'm at home, even when I'm at home, you know, you you can you can see another black person and not necessarily, you know, look at them to necessarily speak, but you can be looking at them as if you're getting ready to speak. And the first thing they give you is attitude. Roll their eyes or like what the fuck you looking at? And it's just to me now, I'm I'm here and it, it just dawned on me. Like it's 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 not other races, it's us, man. It's it's black people. And I'm not saying all black people like that, but I tend to see, you know, black people with this chip on their shoulder, walking around with just this f- fuck the world attitude, this fuck the world mentality. And it's like, where, where is that going to get you in life? I mean, if, if you took the time to deal with the shit that you're dealing with, and we all dealing with some shit. I mean, that's, I mean, I can sit here and go, I can go on and on and on and on and on with a list of shit that I'm going through. But guess what? I, I, I try not to let this shit cloud my character and who I am in terms of trying to enjoy myself to have fun. I'm not going to ruin a good time, period, in terms of just living life with, you know, having a chip on my shoulder. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. Now that I'm a little older, you know, if you would have caught me, you know, at 25, it might be a different conversation. Because at 25, I was I was living a different life. You know what I mean? I was selling drugs. I had money. You know, I could kind of pretty much do whatever the fuck I want. So I was still kind of happy, but still living a certain type of life where I still had to keep my head on the swivel. I had to be cautious of people I was around, you know, and that wasn't because I had an attitude or I had a chip on my shoulder. It was just type of the type of environment that I lived in and the type of shit that I was living, the type of shit I was doing. I had to, you know, be prepared to, you know, um, think a motherfucker might try to rob me or, you know, just just, you know, always making sure. I was going to be safe. I mean, because I was out there, and not a lot. I wasn't out there at the point, you know, where I was flashy or, you know, you know, people that would see me knew I had money. And, you know, people in my circle, you know, knew what how I got down. And, you know, that's mainly who I stayed close around. And then majority of the people in my circle, you know, were kind of in the same life. So we all, you know, understood that we had to, live by a certain code and i mean i talked about that g code way 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 back in, on my first episode in regards to the the makaya wilson shooting but in, in in retrospect to this there was a code that we had to live by when we were in the street and i mean everybody knew what that was that code was not something that was necessarily taught but it was something that you learned as you lived through that lifestyle and so even with that type of lifestyle, I had to kind of be in protective mode, you know, just for reasons of me being living that type of life. And now that I'm a little older, you know, I don't necessarily have to have that type of mentality no more. I got a mentality where, you know, I work hard. I take care of my kids. Um, I'm there for my family and my friends. And now it's time for me to just chill and figure out what the next chapter of my life going to be, whether it's going to be you know, um, being in a long-term relationship, you know, build, building a business, building an empire, 
you know, um, whatever, you know, it, I'm just on a, I'm just at a plane now that, you know, my plane is up in the clouds and it's just trying to figure out the direction that I'm going. And with that attitude, I'm, I'm a little bit more receptive to things that I see. And I'm, a, I'm a, and I've always been a people person. I mean, I've never been somebody where you take me somewhere and I wouldn't be able to adapt to my element. I mean, mostly everybody that I've encountered, you know, since I've been here has not been black. They have not been black. And I haven't had any issues. Like last night, I happened to walk up to the bar. Last night, after I got back from the excursion, I was tired. And uh, I had I, I smacked my leg. Because I guess, like, mosquitoes was out. And uh, it was a white couple. White lady was like, yeah, they got me. Look, they got me too. And they got me right here. And we just started talking. It wasn't no, it wasn't awkward. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it is... It, it sometimes we just carry this attitude where people don't want to talk to us. You know, people don't want to have a conversation with us because we walking around with this attitude like fuck the world. And it's like it's a bigger world and there's more people out here in it than just us. There's more people in this world than just us. And we can't walk around with this fuck the world mentality expecting to get a certain type of reception from people. I mean, if I walked around with that attitude while I was here, nobody would have talked to me. And that's not what I want. I want to interact with people. I want to learn new things. And that's the thing with some of the black people, you know, in America. It's just like they don't want to learn nothing new. They want to be content with the bullshit that they continue to deal with. And I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm one that came from, I don't, I don't consider where I came from a hood. Because it wasn't a hood. Like, I've, I've been, I, you know, the good thing about me being, um, you know, kind of um, friendly with people, um, it, it allowed me to, you know, go other places. So when I was in college, I had, a, I had an opportunity to visit a lot of places. New Jersey, you know, I seen Newark, New Jersey. I seen Plainfield, New Jersey. That shit, that's, that's hood. That's hood. I went up to Boston. My man took me up to uh, Mattapan. That's 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 hood, you know. I've, I've been to a couple other hoods, you know, um, besides the hoods in D.C. And you know, I've been to a hood in uh, in uh, in uh, Alabama. Uh, where was I? At? I was in Mobile. I was in Mobile, Alabama. Hood, straight hood, straight off the, you know, they got a grill, but it ain't a grill. It's like a fucking cart. And they put charcoal in it and heated it. And they, and they cooking all this shit. I mean, that's hood. And so I grew up in a hood-type area, but it wasn't necessarily a hood. Because I had a townhouse. I lived in a little development with other families trying to strive and, and, and get right. And everybody had their hard times whenever. And so I don't necessarily say I grew up in the hood, you know, in terms of, you know, um, like places like... Uh, you know, Shipley Terrace or 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 um Surgeon Quarters or or um I mean just so many other Burry Farms. You know, it's so many other places that people consider hoods and I mean they all hoods, neighborhoods, but I didn't really consider where I grew up a hood. And so um we had hard times. And we and we did what we had to do like anybody else in a neighborhood that wanted to get out that neighborhood. 
and it, and it tends to be funny to me sometimes when you got those black people that still are content with living in the neighborhood. And I'm cool with that. I mean, I, I know a lot of black people. <coughs> excuse me. I know a lot of black people that still live in their neighborhoods. And they cool. You go in their motherfucking house or their apartment, it's laid the fuck out. And I don't question why they stay. I don't question why they stay. I don't question why, you know, um, why they still living in that type of environment. You know, maybe that's where they're most comfortable. And that's okay. You know, I'm not going to ever judge anybody for doing what they do. I mean, it's what they do. But me, I would literally, you know, always talk about the stuff that I've been through, the stuff that I'm going through, you know, the stuff that's out there, whether it's investing, you know, whether it's a different type of job, whether it's going back to school. I mean, I'm always going to talk to people about bettering themselves, regardless of what situation they're in. And I'm not going to ever judge somebody for wanting to still live in that type of environment. For me, I lived that environment. I was that environment. That environment caused me a lot of heartache, a lot of pain. Um, I... I caused a lot of heartache and a lot of pain to families, friends, you know, associates. So I, you know, at some point it just clicked and I couldn't be in that environment no more. I wanted to be out of that environment. I didn't want to be in that neighborhood anymore. So I worked my ass off, you know, to try to get out of that, that neighborhood. I mean, and yeah, I'm still in a neighborhood, but it's not built the way the neighborhood was when I grew up. And I'm still looking to even move away even further. And not like further away where I want to move from the area. I mean, and, you know, honestly, sometimes I do. Sometimes I honestly do think about other places to live other than the Washington, D.C. area. Because I'm, you know, I'm about tired of it. I mean, saying the same shit every day, listening to the same shit every day, being around some of the, you know, same negative people every day, being around some of the same people that's, you know, just, you know, don't take their mind and and elevate it to where they were 20 years ago. I know people right now today that I've talked to and they still don't leave Southeast. Like they still, you know, haven't gone past Eastover. Like, what the fuck is that? You know, and I mean, that's never been me. You know, I can honestly say that's never been me. I've never been you know, a person that lived inside of a bubble or a box. I've always been able to, you know, poke a hole in that box and get out and see what the fuck is out there. And and trust me, sometimes it's been, you know, paths where it wasn't the right thing. You know, I had people following me. You know, I've always been told I was a leader, right? But I I didn't realize that I had people following me into fucked up situations. And I had and I had people following me in fucked up situations. I had people following me doing shit that we had no business doing. But we were doing them. I mean, because at that time, you know, we 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 hadn't got a certain type of, you know, foundational training, you know, that other people our age at that time got. You know, we, we were living in, you know, single family homes with mothers trying to do their best. And we just out here trying to survive the best way we can. So and then we got friends that got mother and a father in their home, you know, got a somewhat better situation than we got and they still out there with us when they when they don't really have to be 
And so I used to have conversations with people like that. You know, why the fuck you out here selling drugs and grinding and doing all this shit? And you got a you got a positive, you got a positive outlook at home. Like you got a mother, a a, a father, you know, nice house. They got money. You got clothes. They take care of you. Why the fuck you still feel like you want to sell drugs? So people did a lot of the shit that they did for all different reasons. And I don't judge people for what they do at all. But what I do recognize is in terms of black people, like, it's crazy how the attitude and the chip on our shoulder is just fucking us up from elevating and just doing bigger and better things in our own lives. I mean, we sometimes are the biggest procrastinators of our life elevating and i mean i'm not saying that to get on anybody because guess what i'm I, I tend to be in that same boat i tend to be a procrastinator where i know i could be doing something i may talk about it and i may gradually get there but i haven't harnessed that energy where i can talk about it and just run with it be done and it's funny because when i start talking about i wanted to do a podcast actually a co-worker Heard me talking one day. We laughing, shooting the shit at work. <clears throat> and um, he was like, man, you should do a podcast. I was like, a podcast? He was like, yeah, man, you funny. You keep it real. You should do a podcast. And, you know, it, it took me like a month, maybe like a month and a half to really start doing this. And, I mean, of course, when I first did it, I was uncomfortable as shit because it was something I've never, never, never done. But it's not something that, you know, something that I've never done. It's not like I'm going like not try it. I mean, I've always been that person. If I try it and, I, and it don't work out, then fuck it. And so I wanted to try it. And when I first did it, I was very uncomfortable. This damn bird making all this noise by my damn. Shut up. And um, I was real uncomfortable the first time I recorded. It took me like 25 takes before I can get that one episode out you know trying to get all the words together not to fumble and then it gradually you know as i was doing it i formulated a format you know i formulated in my own head how i wanted the show to look and i did that on my own i ain't had nobody help me i heard it's a I, somebody told me um that there's a podcast class that you can take um like in college like a like a like a course i was like what and so with that being said, I ain't I ain't got no training. Ain't nobody show me how to do this. I just went on YouTube and looked at different other you know other podcasts. <clears throat> I mean, and, and just was like, you know, how would mine look? And this is what it looked like. And so I I didn't procrastinate with this. I don't know why. And I'm just doing it. And I mean, it's people listening to me. I mean, it's not a lot of people. It's not a lot of people listening to me, but it's people listening to me. Because every time I open up my podcast and I look at the different episodes that I recorded, there's more than ten people that that's listen to each episode. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that sometimes because I'll be like, damn, it's really people listening to me. So I don't know how they taking it. I don't really get to get that feedback. But, you know, if I'm on Instagram or if I'm on Facebook or if they see me, they be like, Slim, I heard your podcast last night. I'd be like, what? I mean, I got one podcast. It got like 42 listeners, 
42 listens. People, 42 people listen to it. And they breaking down, yeah, because I, re- I, re- I remember when you said this, man, you was right, man. Cause that, and it's just a, it's a conversation piece now. And I'm just like, dang, for real? And so, you know, I don't want to be the procrastinating type no more. I, if I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it. And I want, you know, other black people to have the same, the same mindset, the same attitude. Because we tend to, we tend to just not, we tend to just procrastinate way too much. And I'm saying we, because I, I, I think I'm going to include myself in that. We, we tend to procrastinate way too much. We tend to, you know, put our failures not solely on ourselves, but we like to blame somebody else for the shit that's going on in our lives. And I mean, newsflash, news fucking flash. If some shit is going on in your life that's not right, nine times out of ten, you were the main factor and that shit not going right. Let's just be let's just be honest and real with ourselves. There's times that other people impacted that situation and you you probably just had to do what you had to do. But nine times out of ten, the reason why your life is the way it is is because of the choices that you made. And nobody's going to say that they was fucked up choices or whatever because I can't judge you because I made some fucked up choices in my life. But I'm just saying at what point do we realize that the shit that's going on in our life the way our life is going, that we are the main factor of why it's happening like that. And I just noticed that a lot of of my brothers and sisters out here walking around with this chip on their shoulder, you can't say nothing to them, you can't have a conversation with them, you know, they come outside with bonnets on, pajama pants, that shit ain't cool. And it's like, you know, we want we want better opportunities. We want better jobs. You know, we want, you know, just better. And, and, and we don't present ourselves that way. And, I mean, I learned a long time ago that, I mean, and I, don't, and I can't really say how I learned it. But I learned that your presentation to other people is vital. And that's saying, you know, that's saying that uh, somebody else's perception is their reality of you. That shit is 125% true. That first, that first instinct of that person meeting you, that's their lasting impression of you because that might be the last time they see you. And every first impression that I've had with anybody here, right, and I happen to see them the next day or the next day, Kevin, hey, come on, let's get a drink. I mean, it's it's been phenomenal. So it's not like we don't have the opportunity to reinvent who the fuck we are to be something else. I mean, I'm not saying change. I'm not saying, you know, turn into some type of clown or or sucker or, or a follower. I'm just saying we can be more positive. We can be more embraceful. People don't even want to fucking talk to us. I mean, these people that's on this resort, I mean, white, black, Mexican, whatever. I speak, everybody that I've walked past, everybody that I've walked past, everybody that's got eye contact with me, I spoke to them, whether it was hola or hello. Or how you doing? I spoke to, I've I've spoken to everybody here. And I think that that's how you make, that's how you make a better person. A better, a better life 
you know, uh, you know, being on this earth. Just being a little bit more nice. Like, what the fuck? And I know this, you know, and I'm not, and I'm, and that's why I say this not for all black people, but damn, come on, man. Everybody that's listening to me that might be kind of on the same page that I'm on can relate to what I'm saying. Because you got that one group of people that you know, and they are just like that. They negative Nancy's like a motherfucker all the fucking time. Always got some shit going on. Always trying to look for a new job. Always talk about they got fired because what the fuck somebody else did. Nah. You got fired for what the fuck you did. Your life fucked up because that's how you living it. Fucked up. I mean, only reason why I can say that is because I've done that. I've done that. I've been the negative Nancy. Talking about this happened, that happened, this happened. Oh, but it's somebody else's fault. Nah, nigga, it's your fault. You got fired because you ain't come to work or because you ain't do something or you said something or whatever the case may be. You did that. Nobody else. And we tend to hold on to that type of mentality like, yeah, fuck that. I, I ain't do shit. I lost my job, but you know what? Fuck that shit. And you go to the next job with the same, with the same mentality, with the same attitude, and fuck around lose that job too. Because you don't want to switch it up. You don't want to, you know... Uh, <laughs> you don't want to switch it up. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say that. Because people like to call that Uncle Tom, but I call it surviving. I call it, the, you know, surviving the, the, the belly of the fucking beast. You know, it ain't no fucking surprise that white people have been raised and have been taught differently. I had a discussion with an old head not too long ago, and he told me about white people and how they lived generationally how you know grandparents or great-grandparents might start a farm or have some type of property and before they die they 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 have kids and now they deed all that property and stuff to their kids put all that shit in their name and then you know groom them to 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 let's say as a farm then they groom them to work the farm. And then, okay, when the parents die in the will, it say, okay, we want you to continue to do this, 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 live your life this way, this way, this way. Okay. And now th- their kids old, they work in the farm and then they get married. Now they do the same thing their parents did. And that shit go on and on and fucking on forever. And unfortunately for us, a lot of us haven't had that. I'm not saying all, but a lot of us, and I mean just from my life, I I I I've, I have not witnessed that. I mean, I have a few friends who mother and father was decent, and they are living. They have been living a different lifestyle thus far, and they always been cool. Always come through the neighborhood, holler at you, smoke with you, drink, shoot craps, drink beer, you know, hit the Remy, whatever. And, and and they cool and we and we know we know they life cause we joke on them we you know we 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 fuck with them right now and then and we may go to their crib and they crib biggest shit and we like God damn you live out here man your folks got that bread slim and it ain't no it ain't no it ain't no love lost though because that's just their life but you got some that's gonna hate on them man we we might get in the car and leave man that nigga think he better than us man he got this and I just be looking at these little minded motherfucking people man little minds. Little minds can't have big dreams, Joe. It just don't work. 
You're not going to be able to have big dreams and have big things if you got a little fucking mind. And a lot of times, these people that be in these motherfucking positions of power, they got little minds because they so they they so ready to micromanage everybody. A good leader, a good leader, and this is what I learned a long time ago. A good leader let they people work. Let they people innovate. They come to you and be like, oh, boss, hey, look, man, if we do this and we do that and we take that over there and we put that here, then we can be ready for tomorrow and then we can be working on this. But when the trucks pull up, we can still be. I mean, when you got people that work and that enjoy working, they they, they the innovators. You just manage them. You just get them the tools and the, and the resources that they need. That's it. You might give them some life situations to keep them going, but that's it. You don't micromanage them and put your motherfucking neck on their shoulders and tell them to keep working and talk shit about them and expect for them to give you the same level of productivity that they're going to give you, you know, if, if you if you not if you not micromanaging them. So it's just so many factors. It's just so many factors where the level of thinking needs to be elevated. Because the the negativity you know, the chip on your shoulder, you know, just this fuck the world mentality. I mean, it's not gonna get it's not gonna get us far. And in this day and age where we are with this stupid motherfucking office, we have got to switch it up, man. And and I'm and, and trust me, I mean, I know some people gonna listen to this and they gonna have a difference of opinion, and that's fine. That's what this whole thing is about. Talking, dialogue. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, it's, it's only my opinion. So, I mean, I may be wrong about everything, but it's just my opinion and how I feel. And the one thing that I said I wanted to do with this podcast is I didn't want it to be scripted. I didn't want it to, you know, sound like everybody else shit. I wanted it to sound like me because it's coming straight from the heart. However I'm feeling, that's how you're going to get it. If I'm high as shit, yeah, that's how you're going to get it. If I'm drunk, then that's how you're going to get it. If I'm sober and I'm, and I'm in clear thought, that's how you're going to get it. If, I'm, if I got attitude, if I got a problem with something, whatever the fuck is, whatever it is, that's how you're going to get it. It ain't never going to be no script where, hey, guys, well, you're, welcome back to the show. I'm, and, nah, fuck that. You're going to get what I give you because that's where I'm at. And I feel like people feel that because they be like, damn, I feel that right there. It's all about feeling, man. It's all about feeling, and I feel like, and I feel like, you know, we, we, we as black people, we gotta step it up, man. I mean, my conversation probably could go deeper if I had somebody to record with, but right now I felt like I had to get up and I had to get this shit off my chest. And I mean, like, damn, why not? I'm in Mexico. Why not go live in Mexico, Slim? Drinking the dosaki and shit. I mean, I done seen so much shit, man. Not just here in Mexico, but just, you know. Anywhere I've been, and I've always connected with people that's not the same color as me, and 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 have more fun with them than my people of color. Have way more fun with them. I mean, we went on an excursion yesterday, and I had on my uh, Colin Kaepernick T-shirt, and everybody was looking at me. Everybody. Nobody had the balls to say anything. Nobody had the nuts to ask me how I feel about it or give me their point of view. All they could do was look at me. 
because it's interesting because I was uh I was in the pool and it was a dude he asked me about Colin Kaepernick and you know I gave him somewhat of my take on it and off the break off the break he was like well I'm a Donald Trump supporter let me just get that out of the way that's awkward I was like oh okay and yeah he was a Donald Trump supporter you know but he gave me his views on why he liked Trump and why he don't like Trump. So all Donald Trump supporters don't like Donald Trump because he Donald Trump. Majority of them like Donald Trump because he is just the president. That's it. And they want to see him, you know, move and shake and, and, and push shit. You know, in place and do certain things. Not necessarily him. They just support. They just they just support his views and you know what he's talking about. That's it. They don't really you know. They don't really like him as a person, and so some of the shit that he broke down to me was interesting. I mean, it was it was it was really 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 interesting, and most of the stuff that he talked about was mainly. Um, policy on you know not allowing dangerous people to come in the United States um business you know uh growing business uh getting some more money in the United States stop taking you know jobs overseas and putting them back into the United States giving people that don't have jobs that might have a fucked up situation giving them an opportunity to make more money I mean he was talking about all that he was talking about all that. And he was a white guy, old white guy. He, I think he was like 50-something. And our conversation was was cool. I mean, I mean, he clearly knew how I stood on taking knee, Colin Kaepernick, and all of that. And we still had a genuine conversation, even with me knowing he was a Trump supporter. And it wasn't no hate. It wasn't no whatever. We all, I mean, everybody, whether you support him or not, everybody know that dude is crazy. Everybody know he an asshole. Everybody know he 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 off the chain. So it is what it is. It ain't no, you know, it ain't no gray area there. We know that man is a fucking idiot. And he got to go. You know? And everybody like him for whatever reason they like him. And I can't, I can't be mad at somebody for liking somebody for their particular reason. It's, it's their reasoning. I'm not going to walk around with a chip on my shoulder for the rest of the night because I met some man who said he liked Trump. Now I'm about to fuck the rest of my night up because I met somebody that said they like Donald Trump. Who gives a shit? I'm not going to fuck the rest of my night up for that. So, I mean, it, to me, it's just inter- it's, it's, it's interesting in itself to see us in 2018 not allowing ourselves to grow. Stopping ourselves from unlimited potential. We have unlimited potential. We, we, we tend not to have all of the resources that other people have, you know, that, that have a better life, so to speak, than us. But guess what? It's resources out here. The Internet, Google, you got, uh, uh, what's that school, online school? Phoenix, uh, libraries. All we got to do is go learn what we need to learn. You know, whether it's a job, whether it's getting a certificate, whether it's you becoming a plumber, whether it's be, you becoming an electrician, you can have a better life. You can you you if 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 you working 
if you working at Walmart right now, right, and you decided you wanted to have a better life, and you decided you wanted to pursue elect uh, to become an electrician, you could become an apprentice, do your time as an apprentice, then you could become a journeyman, then you could become a you know uh, what they call it a mass electrician, right? But I'm just saying throughout the whole progression, throughout all your 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 beginning stages of, of learning how to do it and you know as you go on, your life is going to change. Because your money is going to change. You're going to be getting paid regularly and steady. And so therefore, your grocery shopping bill is going to be different, your clothes are going to be different, your attitude is going to be different because you know you got to get up and go to work, so it's going to motivate you motivate you to take your ass to sleep. And get up and go to work. I mean, it, I'm just saying, it's, that in itself, you would have a different life. I'm not necessarily saying everybody going to go out here and become millionaires. But you can at least have a better life than the one that you have right now today. That's your, that's your choice. That's your decision. Only you have the power to change that. If you want to. And, again, we got a lot of procrastinators. Oh, man, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. I mean, I... I I got homies all the time, man. I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna go do this, and ain't and don't do shit. But then wonder why they like the way it is. I mean, and again, I'm one of them people that say I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and don't do shit. I remember I was in, I remember I was in high school, and I kept saying that I wanted to own a laundromat. And there's a few people that told me to do it. And I never, I never, 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 never did that. And I, when I, and at the time when I had the money, when I was making the money back then, there was this small laundromat that I could have got, but I did not get it. I let my life and me being in the game and you know, chasing women and just doing all types of shit and not focusing on the 20-year plan going forward. If I would have got that laundromat back then, moving forward, I would have... Who knows? I'd have, I, Who knows? Who knows? So it's just, it's just changing the mindset, man. Changing the mindset and being better, man. Trying to elevate. I hear a lot of the older rappers now you know, putting these conscious messages, you know, in their music, and this was up. I mean, Nas, he's always done it. Nas has always dropped knowledge. Always. He's always dropped knowledge, man. I mean, he's just one that, that I can think off the top of my head, but I know it's plenty others, but he's always dropped that real knowledge, man. I mean, shit, Jay-Z on the, um, on the 444 album, I mean, he dropped shit. He dropped all types of bombs on our ass. All types of bombs And there was a lot of people That didn't understand that album Oh I don't like that shit Cause it ain't the ratchet It ain't the drugs It ain't the glitz and the glam It's some real shit And a lot of times We don't want to use our brain Our brain Is powerful But we just don't use it The right way If we went and got educated Learned some shit Understood some shit You know We would be 80% better than we are right now. Because we still going to have our, you know, our, our shit that we going to deal with. It is what it is. 
I mean, look, y'all, it's simple. It's simple. I know, I know change is uncomfortable. And I'm speaking from experience. I know change is very uncomfortable. And I know that, you know, it's hard to make a change because it's so uncomfortable. It's so unpredictable. But we got to start making a change and doing whatever it is that will allow ourselves to be better than we were yesterday. Plain and simple. Whether that being stop hanging around certain people, whether that be stop walking around with a fucking attitude all the time and trying to be more positive, you know, if that means, you know, being a better father for your children, being a better mother for your children, you know, um, being a better co-worker at work, you know, being more helpful. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just what I mean, just whatever. Whatever it possibly could be, we got to start trying to do that shit right now. Um, whether it's, you know, enrolling in, a, in, in you know, like a, uh, um, an apprenticeship or, you know, applying for a different job, you know, getting a certification, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Or if you or if you got a job now and you, you know, you don't like your position, work harder to become a supervisor. Or work harder to work in a different department. Or whatever it may be. Just work harder at being better. And not just being what you are right now. Don't be content with being where you are right now. Because there's a bigger and better life out there. Bigger and better. It's bigger and better things out there for everybody if we apply ourselves the right way. I mean, right now, I can't honestly tell you how my life going to look by the time I turn 50. But I guarantee you it ain't going to look like this. I can almost guarantee it's not going to look like this. And I'm going to be working, but it ain't going to be for nobody else. It's going to be me, a business partner or whatever. And I'm going to be getting money, stacking and vacationing and just living life. And just living life. And for those of us that, you know, haven't got to that point yet, let's get to that point, man. Let's get to that point where we are taking the necessary time, the, necess- the necessary um, development, you know, mental development, you know, things that we need to do to get our minds right to get better, man. To get better, man. I'm not going to keep wrapping y'all head off, you know, because I can go on and on and on. But it was just something that I thought I would, you know, talk about this morning because it was on my mind. And I had a dream and I don't normally have dreams. But I had a dream, and it was a wild dream, and it just made me think about what I just talked about. And so I wanted to share that. So, again, I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen to me. I want to thank everybody for continuing to give me um, positive feedback, corrective criticism. I take it all. I take it all in stride, and I appreciate it all because it means that you – if you giving me corrective criticism, it means you listen to me, and it means that you – and it means that um, you like me enough to tell me, hey, don't do not do this or try to do that or, or try to see if you can do this. It means that you listen to me and you, wanna, you want me to be better. And, and I appreciate that. So y'all know how to hit me up. Y'all know I'm on all social media platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Um, I'm also thinking about maybe um, monetizing my YouTube page. 
you know, so it might be some commercials and stuff on my page. It might be some advertisement on my page coming soon. Who knows? But I'm just working. I'm doing this by myself, on my own, with a little bit of research that I've done. And I don't have no help. But I'm just doing it. I'm like Nike. I'm just doing it. Because I felt like, you know, it helps me stay in a, in a better place. So I'm going to keep doing it. So I hope y'all having a good day. I hope y'all have a good day. And I hope that you make a decision to be better, man. Y'all know who I am. Y'all know where to meet me. Y'all be easy, man. I'm out.